0: Welcome to the Real Turf Techs Podcast, for the technician that wants to get real. Follow along as we talk to industry professionals and address hot topics that we all face. Along the way, we'll learn tips and tricks. I'm your host, Trent Manning. Let's have some fun. Welcome to the Real Turf Techs Podcast, episode 41. Today, we're talking to Chris Lewis. He's the equipment manager at East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta, Georgia east lake is the home of legendary golfer bobby jones and one of the oldest courses in the city of atlanta since 2005 east lake has been the prominent home of the tour championship chris has one assistant working with him in the shop and a bunch of volunteers during tournament time and we'll dive into that let's talk to chris welcome chris to the real turf text podcast thank you so much for uh, coming on Tell us how you got into the turf industry.
1: Well, I was a motorcycle mechanic for about eight years. And when the economy went in 08 and stuff, it's kind of a luxury item and people really weren't getting stuff worked on. We sold out to a corporation and I became a number and really wasn't happy. You know, I was younger, so I didn't get as much work as the older guys. Took a gamble, went to another mom and pop dealership and they ended up going under. And I was on unemployment for a couple months and got a job at a local golf course in the cart barn, just giving carts to guys and started was the ball picker messed up. And I started working on it and superintendent noticed I got it going. I was like, Hey, you want a job in the shop? And I became an assistant. I worked at, that was Crystal Lake and McDonough. Okay. For about six months and then they moved me over to Eaglesbrook down in locust grove mm-hmm. and i worked there for another probably six months and it was private owned and ended up going under okay and <laughs> you had bad just, luck with that <laughs> right i just <laughs> had a golf lift installed that i got through greenville and when i put it together the reservoir had a hole in it so terry came down to do a warranty claim And the superintendent there is like, "Hey, you might need to ask him if he knows anywhere Mm hiring." That's when he introduced me to David, and I came up here to East Lake to do an interview, and David hired me. Never even heard of East Lake when I came, didn't Mm -hmm. know anything about it. Not a golfer, right? uh, Right. That's kind of how I ended up at East Lake.
0: That's awesome. So Terry Criswell.
1: Yes. Right. Okay.
0: That's awesome. Such a small world. How long had David been there when you started a year and
1: a half two,
0: maybe okay,
1: not very long,
0: Oh yeah, I was thinking he probably hadn't been there that long, maybe a year. That's awesome. Well, kinda walk us through your daily shop routine?
1: I get here about five thirty, and of course, I check the board to make sure they ain't changed nothing from the day before when they told me to have ready and get that stuff would, going. that wouldn't
0: happen at Eastlake, would it? No, 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 it never happens. Okay.
1: Everything goes as planned.
0: <laughs> I think that happens everywhere, no matter where you're at.
1: Yeah. And then we have a full staff meeting in the morning. Once we, everyone rolls out the shop, I head out and start checking mowers and cut. Probably spend about 45 minutes out on course, if not longer sometimes. And then come back in and try to get a game plan. But the game plans never go as planned. Right, right. Yep. I got an hour and a half drive in and I think about stuff every morning and it never goes the way I plan it in my head.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy how that works. Does Eric ride around
1: with you? Yes. We ride okay. together. Yep.
0: We ride yep. Out mm-hmm. together. So Eric's for the listener is the assistant at East Lake. Yeah. That helps Chris out.
1: How long's Eric been with you? He's been in a shop for I guess going on Close to a year. I think he came in off the crew. He was a crew member. And when I left for those eight months during COVID, he jumped in my position in the shop with Anthony.
0: Okay. I got gotcha. you. Do you relief grind?
1: We do now. You just fairway ready? units. I don't do greens. We just spin them too much to really worry about doing the mm-hmm. relief, but fairway units in our, uh, 3,100 Torah.
0: Well, I think this is really good, so you're familiar with not relief grinding the big reels, and now you know what relief grinding is like. What's your opinion on the relief grind? Does it make a difference or not?
1: Yes, it makes a big difference, right. especially on the Zoysia fairways, and just uh, the amount how fast it you can spin them versus a non-relief reel
0: Well, on how fast you can grind them. Yeah, grind them, spin grind them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Just quicker removing, yeah, job, removing as much material and that kind of stuff. Right. Well, cool. Tell us something you've fabricated lately.
1: I haven't. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> I haven't. <nothing. laughs>
1: no, okay. <laughs> no fabrication.
0: Well, I don't. I mean, y'all do, y'all do a little stuff around there from time to yeah. time. Yeah. Tell me your favorite tool and why.
1: Favorite tool. I I got this from you a couple of years ago. It's going to be the a pocket sized crescent wrench. You kind of oh, yeah. showed me that and gave me the idea and it's turned into my favorite tool too, because awesome. out in the field, it, you know, it works pretty much for anything you need to do out in the field on, you know, quick.
0: That's very cool. Is it the blue
1: point? No, it's no. just this crescent. It's not a okay. blue point.
0: Well, the one thing, and I don't, I'm not familiar with the crescent, but the blue point will open up to 16 millimeters or five eight, which is really yeah. handy for a Toro. If you know, if you're working on a Toro, right out in the field, you know, if you, I mean, mainly forget a ranch or whatever, and I go out to just groomers or something like that. I got it right there, and it's handy and it works. Right. I would not recommend uh, trying to change how to cut with it or anything like (laughs) that, but that would roll into one of my pet peeves about not using the right tool for the job and rounding heads off of bolts and stuff. Right. What do you do to relax or find your work-life balance?
1: My work-life balance. I like to go fishing when I can. Yeah? Yeah. Or just be outdoors.
0: Right, right, right. What, What about the babies
1: the babies oh spending time with the girls of course
0: yeah 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 another girl dad here is, yeah i'm happy for you and your yeah. wife yeah so nothing like being a girl dad
1: right it's a lot of work yeah yeah no it's
0: a lot of work <laughs> have you have you been able to bring them to the shop Any?
1: i haven't yet yeah they're little though for everybody yes. so yes
0: i've seen a, a picture today joe Marrera up at uh, like talks away i seen it on twitter he'd brought his kids in i don't know if it was over the weekend or whatever yeah. one was uh riding the floor jack that was, <laughs> uh, that was one of my girls favorite things to do yeah just brought cool. back some some good memories yeah awesome
1: what is the strangest thing you've seen at work been thinking about this one and it happened during tournament Maybe three, four years ago. But at the same time tournament was going on Atlanta motor speedway had this big like rave fest and then we come in and uh, there's a guy propped up against our fence outside in a T-Rex costume. Okay. Like he was, he was, the, he was really drugged out. Didn't know where he's from. He was from South Carolina. Didn't know how he ended up here all the way from Hampton. All the, from a Speedway all the way up in Atlanta, but that was pretty crazy. Oh wow! Just, yeah, like, it took a while for his security to even get them aware of his surroundings.
0: Never know what you're going to see, and no, especially here, limits of um, Atlanta yes. or inside the perimeter. What would be your dream job or opportunity? You think you're there?
1: Yeah, but my dream. Would be would would have, I probably couldn't do it now with the family, but to be a motorcycle mechanic for like a professional race team, mm-hmm. like a dirt bike race team, yeah, yeah, yeah. that understand. was my dream back in the day. So it still would be cool to do. So but, yeah. when
0: you were working in the motorcycle shop, was it mainly dirt bike? It was
1: dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, uh, watercraft. You name it. Yeah, we sold it. We had all four Japanese brands, so Mm -hmm. we sold them all. It was good times.
0: I bet. Do you still have any motorcycles?
1: I do. I have a dirt bike. And then I got my girls' dirt bikes, but my oldest don't want nothing to do with it. So I'm hoping my 18-month-old will get on it soon.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's more crazy. Oh, that was was my experience. I, I think my younger daughter has a little bit more of a wild side right i don't know if it's the birth order or what but the first kids yeah calm and reserved what do you know now that you wish you'd known on day one
1: patience not trying to rush through things and taking your time you know what you're doing because when i was younger i used to get aggravated myself and it was Basically, because I was probably trying to rush through things instead of taking my time and paying attention to what I was doing. Instead Mm -hmm. of having to do it, you know, do it once instead of having to do it twice.
0: Right, right, right. No, I think that's super good advice. And I think patience is something you can learn because just like you're saying, I remember when I was younger, I was easily irritated and, you know, would get mad working on stuff. And over the years, it just comes easier now to calm down, take a deep breath and, and work through it. Get ready for tips and tricks. What's some latest tips and tricks you've seen or used that you want to share with us?
1: My trick. It was cool to me. It was a couple of years ago. I seen someone do it, but it's to do say like you're your big springs on your ground following on your like six forty eight on the turf guard, those big mm-hmm. springs, instead of using pliers, you take, say like a shoelace rope and place it through where it hooks over and then tie a knot in that shoelace. And then you just pull the rope instead of trying to latch on with pliers or something, they slip it off. You just, you got a handle. It. You just pull the spring and release it. It works a lot of different situations.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. It yeah, makes total sense. Yeah. So you could use starter rope or anything like
1: that. Yeah. Tie yeah. Depending the on the size of the spring, you, if you use too thick, then you get it trapped in there in between the stuff. But yeah. yeah. It helps. Uh, instead of like trying to pull it with pliers, you just make it as long as you want or short and just get you a handle.
0: Awesome. Well, I guess we'll talk about tour championship. How many years have you worked at the Tour Championship?
1: I've done nine, I do believe. Yeah, nine.
0: Starting in, I guess, 2011 or 2014 yes. or something? Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Does it get old having the tournament there every year?
1: No, I think it's exciting. I look yeah. forward to it. Yeah. It's very stressful leading up to it, but it's worth it in the end when that week comes.
0: Right, and when you're in that week, are you kind of on cruise
1: control by that time? Yeah, I feel like it. Yeah, we definitely are.
0: Or your grinding program? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: this year was a little different because we kind of changed stuff up right at last minute with the grinders and putting reels in two weeks before mm-hmm. the tournament, and so dialing in took a little bit longer but typically advanced week is when we like to be you know where we need to be on the the grind and cycles
0: Mm -hmm. how long was Mike Rollins up helping y'all
1: he was here
0: for I won't say it was three weeks that's what I was saying I thought that was pretty incredible yeah he was a lot of help a vendor to come up and give that much support right i don't think a lot of vendors are doing that you might get a few days out of them but not right three weeks yeah why don't kind of walk me through leading up to the tour championship like some of your practices through the summer i'm assuming y'all do a lot of air fine verticutting, that kind of stuff
1: yeah verticut weekly and top dressing weekly that starts right, right after we do our big closure air fun, which is the beginning of July. That just, that's basically when we start our prep. We do all our scalping, and once we go in, that we're kind of like prep mode, trying to dial everything in. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so cutting weekly, ultra grooming, circle ultra grooming, probably weekly mm-hmm. when we can, and all that, and trying to get down to the heights we want to be at tournament.
0: When you go out and scalp, boy, I mean, what kind of heights are you talking then?
1: Say tees and the may our major scalp would be tees, rough and collars and approaches. I think we were our approaches. We scalped down the two fifty for okay. approaches and collars, and the same for tees. I do believe was two fifty. I had a uh, Fairway unit completely bottomed out. And I think it was right around two fifty, two seventy-five. Okay. To scalp our T's. That's what mm-hmm. we used. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Yeah. And y'all do that every year?
1: Every year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have to step it down, say for collars, we use three mowers in about probably seventy-five to a hundred increments. One guy will go around scalping, then he'll have another mower and he'll go around and so forth
0: mm-hmm, so, yeah, I don't so. Do you grind before you scalp uh yes you' you're grinding after you scalp,
1: oh yeah, replacing bed knives everything, yeah, yeah. that's crazy, I
0: mean, that's almost as bad as aification or something I would think,
1: yeah, this year aification we did seven eight time blocks on six forty eight with three quarter inch side in jack tons. Wow. We did that one time and then turned around and came back. With uh, five-eighths side injectons on that and then did a dry inject process after that. Wow.
0: Does that not soften the greens up? Oh, yeah. It would, but y'all do an amazing job to get them because I've walked on these greens plenty and they are firm.
1: Yeah. Well, we come behind that with a one-ton roller and roll the greens after all that. Yeah. Get all your sand
0: out and then roll. Yeah. What do you like best about the tournament?
1: Seeing my work on TV and just hearing, you know, players reactions and stuff like that. You know, and just really it's the, I think the funnest time is just having all the volunteers in here. I think it, the funnest time is when the actual week comes and you got all the volunteers here that may have never done it before. And just seeing their reactions to the course, seeing it for the first time
0: right no i understand that and coming from a long time volunteer myself i think i volunteered about as many as you've worked something like that we were talking about
1: I, I think it is i want to say your first year was my first year
0: yeah so, something like that yeah. kind of cool how that works out how valuable is it to you to have volunteers in there
1: very i mean it helps out a lot to have guys in here. I mean, you might not do much, but it's definitely, you're helping if you're in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and that's, I mean, there's been some years where I felt like, wow, I'm working a lot. And then other years you're not working as much. Right. This kind of depends on the year and what comes up. And I would say it's kind of like a typical day at the golf course, you know, sometimes right. you're, you're wide open and then other times you kind of take a deep breath and. You're not going so hard all day long, yeah. And from a volunteers' perspective, I mean, I enjoy it every year, hanging out, meeting new people, get more different volunteers in, or or whatever. And I mean, just since I've been volunteering, you've had what, like four different head mechanics? Yes, five, you know, something like that. Four. Yeah. So, you know, working with people new and this year, Chad Kinzer came down mm. and I, you know, made friends with him yeah. I just last week in the, at the Carolina show. And okay. he was my personal tour guide up there. And I mean, it, it was awesome. So just making those connections, networking and the stuff you learn around the shop, just looking at your shop. And seeing how you do things, I can take back to my course and help myself out. Right. So, if somebody is interested in volunteering, how would they go about that?
1: As they can contact me through email or Mandy. I think they, they normally put it on like Twitter. Charlie will send it out on Twitter, but yeah, they can get a hold of me at, and your email. What is it? C. Lewis at eastlakegolfclub.com.
0: So, C. Lewis at eastlakegolfclub.com. Yep. All right. I will put that in the description of this episode. Yeah. We'll have it there. How many volunteers do you normally take? In the shop? Yeah, in the shop.
1: Uh, Well, you know, shop's not that big. So, I four or five would be, you know okay mm-hmm. it starts to get a little crowded you know the shop's not the biggest. Right, right, right what about advance week advance week yes i mean if someone wants to volunteer in advance week for sure that's when we're really hitting it hard and trying to get things real right really busy
0: well that's kind of been my experience it seems like you need more help advance week than you do tournament week not right. this as much fun for a volunteer. Right. To to do that, but the, the options there and you you know, gain as much, if not more, knowledge of how the operations run. Right. At Advance Week. So I would encourage anybody listening to volunteer, whether it's at East Lake or anywhere else out there. You know, if you got a, a course down the road that is hosting a tournament, see so Call them up. See if you can volunteer. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on. I appreciate it. And I know the listeners will enjoy it. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. I will talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Chris. I can't put a value on my time volunteering at East Lake. I've learned so much there from the different equipment managers, from Ralph Keppel, from Charles Aubrey. All the other assistants and superintendents that have been there over the years, and the other volunteers I've got to meet, I've made some true friends through that experience. So there's a lot of value in volunteering, and I would encourage anyone to go volunteer. Find out the local course that's having a tournament if you don't want to travel, and volunteer for a day, a week, however long you can. And just like we talked about here, you don't get all the, the kudos necessarily for Advance Week, but that's really when they need you the most. Me and Corey Phillips, Austin Wright, and Patrick Drinkard was lucky enough to go up to Bell Reve for the 100th PGA, and we went up Advance Week. And I can't remember now how many reels we ground but we ground every reel on property in that one week. Um, Changed all bed knives to new bed knives that week. We worked our butt off, but we had a good time, we had a lot of fun, and we're still friends, all of us. Talk on a pretty regular basis. This year at the Tour Championship, I got to meet Chad Kinzer, and since then we just hit it off. He's part of our WhatsApp group. He was my personal tour guide when I went to the Carolina show. And he's a huge supporter of the podcast and of the industry. And it's great to get like-minded people together like that. That's one of the greatest things about the WhatsApp group. All of us are like-minded. We all love the industry that we work in. And we're promoting it. And we make each other better. Sometimes on a daily basis. We wish all our listeners a happy new year. We're not even at a full year of episodes yet, and I'm amazed every day at the support and engagement from this community. Thank you to all the listeners, whether you've been along for the ride since our first episode with Tony Bevelo, or you just found us. The energy from each of you listening is what keeps us going and has us excited about 2022. We have some big things coming. Remember to fill out the survey in our Twitter bio and let us know who you want to hear from next. After all, this is your podcast. I'm just the host. We wish everyone a safe and healthy new year. And whatever that thing is you've been waiting to do, dive in. Just do it. Don't wait for circumstances to be perfect. We believe in you. Until next year, see you bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Turf Text Podcast. I hope you learned something today. Don't forget to subscribe. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you'd like to be a guest, find us on Twitter at Real Turf Text. See you Bye.